get real messy, that's a fact. Go pour a drink and grab a snack. Yeah, yeah, me, we spill and see. We keep it real, we keep it G. So much drama in these streets. Take several seats and sip the tea. It's piping hot, don't miss a thing. Cause just like that, the show's starting. I know that my savior lives. And at the end, he will stand on this earth. My flesh may be destroyed. Yet from this body, I will see God. Yes, I will see him for myself. And I long for that moment. Welcome to the Messiest Fuck Podcast. This is Nicole. And this is Yaya. So we're back at it again. It has been quite a week for me. How has your week been? I need some sunshine in my life. (laughs) Yeah, it's been pretty good. I mean, I took today off, so it's been really nice. But I totally understand. Everybody has been crazy busy lately. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I do want to start off just by saying uh, rest in peace to rapper DMX. Yes. Um, we all know that he passed away. I believe it was April 9th. Uh, he was 50 years old and um, it was after being hospitalized for a heart attack. And you know that he you know struggled with with drug addiction and seems like right. he had a really, really challenging life. So um, rest in peace to him. We will definitely miss him. Um, something that I want to just address because he seemed to be such like a, um, very spiritual person. I don't even know that I would say religious because I don't know him like that, but spiritually he always had something positive to say. So in 2019, he had an interview with, uh, GQ, GQ magazine. Um, and he was talking about like living your life with a purpose and leading with faith and all of that. And one of the things that he said, I don't know if this was a lyric or if it was just something he said in the interview, he said, if you appreciate the good, then you have to accept the bad. And that really struck a chord with me in 2020, he interviewed with, um, Wendy Williams and he was talking about how crucial it is. Um, that you have to kind of go through hardships in order to elevate yourself and to become a better and stronger person. And, you know, I think that in a lot of his songs, a lot of his lyrics, he talked about those kinds of things and not everybody paid attention to those things lyrically that he was saying. And now it's just kind of like resonates, um, I think with so many people in so many different ways. So, um, you know, I used to listen to Rough Riders when I was younger. I listened to his music all the time <laughs> and he's def- definitely going to be missed, you know? Definitely. So rest in peace to DMX. Um, I have a little DMX story. You do? I do. I have the- a friend. Yeah. And you know, DMX has a lot of ties to Buffalo. He he does. Know, he, yeah. So he he spent a lot of time in like the Western New York area coming into Buffalo Mm-hmm. So this was many years ago, probably like 10, 15 years ago. One of my friends was um, at one of the hotels downtown. I can't remember which one. Um, DMX came in, saw her, said she was the most gorgeous thing he'd ever seen. Would he? Would she go out with him? Really? With him? Yes. He begged her and she turned him down, you know, she she was she politely turned him down didn't think anything of it and then a couple days later he did a radio interview in which he said that you know he had just gotten his heart broken by by this beautiful are you serious true story oh my god that's crazy 
So that was the, that's my little DMX story. I just oh my was, goodness! I feel like it's just like a small world. You know it what is I mean? A small world. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody. <laughs> well, listen. I I need to unfortunately move on from DMX because there's something that everybody has been talking about, and I for one have a lot of opinions <laughs> on this shit. <laughs> right. So everybody has been hearing about Derek Jackson. Derek is a, he spells his last name J-A-X-N. Like, come on, Black people, Jackson. Come on, you got, anyway, that's my little thing. But Derek (laughs) is a relationship guru slash relationship expert who was just recently exposed for his infidelity and marital indiscretions. So Derek decides that he's going to go on Instagram and it's a video of him and his wife talking his wife's name is Denia Brodus Jackson, I assume. Um, and he went on here confessing to his affairs. He said that they started in early March. But then a woman named Candace de Medeiros, if I'm saying that the right way, she comes out of the woodwork and she's like, oh, yeah, me and Derek slept together over the summer of 2020. I was in his home. We had sex in his marital bed. I spent his birthday with him and she had like all the receipts for this. So I guess she was under the impression that Derek and his wife were separated. She said when she went to the home, she would see like boxes that would kind of give her the impression that, you know, something was amiss and they they weren't together. Well, anyways, he told everybody that this Candace girl has been like an acquaintance of several years and initially said that they had a sexual relationship without having sex. So pause and let that register. They had a sexual relationship without having sex. He said it was more of a flirting type thing that he would buy her gifts. And it was really just that. So anyway, to sum this all up, he says that all of his cheating, or at least in part, was basically during a time when a lot of things were going on in his life and he, quote, had beef with God and just said, fuck it. And so he just started to cheat. So when, I guess when they were, uh, his wife and him were were separated, um, soon after she knew about these affairs that he had been having. So, you know, they talked about it. Um, she's at this point forgiven him for those indiscretions and they're working on things and starting a new chapter in their lives rooted in faith. That's, that's what they say. But here's the thing. Everybody is like dragging the shit out of this man. They are (laughs) calling him a narcissist. They're saying he's a hypocrite, a manipulator, a liar, that, you know, he's being completely disingenuous in this interview. Um, They were mad because the wife appeared wearing like a bonnet, like she just came from the kitchen, (laughs) cooking some wings. And it was just the whole, whole big mess. So did you get a chance to see the video that they did? Yes. What did you think about it? Well, I saw all the videos because after that she did a couple of videos solo by herself too. Yeah. And she just, I mean, personally to me, she sounded brainwashed. She, yes. she, you know, put it all on God and religion. And I'm like, you gotta, at some point be able to separate the two. Exactly. I don't think that, 
I don't think that God is calling for you to stay with some unfaithful man that doesn't have respect for you. Like, I, I don't know. Well, she said that when she found know. out she left him for, a, I don't know how long, for a period of time. And then they yeah. discussed it and she didn't come back until she felt like he was like mentally, I guess, in a better place um, and that he wasn't going to be, you know, doing those things. But I mean, at this point, homie, like your career is basically shot right. because you're you are literally a, supposed to be a relationship expert. You give relationship advice and right. you're just the hypocrite at this point. You've written these books about not cheating. And I think I remember him once saying something like he wouldn't have like sympathy for a man um, who finds it difficult to be faithful because it means like. It means he's disloyal and that means he's not committed. So he literally is is just not even holding himself really accountable, even though he came and said these things, he lied. And then he did this video with her and it just seemed very weird to me. And now she's getting bullied and all this other shit. It's a whole like maze of bullshit going on. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Very, very strange. I I don't know. I mean, and I for, for him to bring her, the girls or girl back to their house and sleep in their bed right? and, you know, all this other stuff, that's just like, to me, that is just above and beyond just your very basic level of cheating. If hypocrite was a person, it would be him. Oh, it would damn sure be him. <laughs> Absolutely. He's so, the definition. Yeah. So I don't, I guess they're just, you know, working things out. Like I said, they've given their life to God. He's still doing like weird shit. Like he's talking about himself in the third person. Do you remember that during the video? He was like, and Derek wouldn't, and Derek did. I was like, sir, what? I don't understand. You're confusing me. What, why are you speaking this way? So he's, he's definitely got something going on that I just can't pinpoint, but I just know that he's lost a lot of people that actually like followed him. Cause he's been around since what, like 2010 or 12 or something like that. And yeah. people have really like tuned into him and believed like everything this guy had to say. Right. And he turned out know. to be a complete fraud. Yeah. I guess it all was for the clout and the money. I don't know. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, that's what, um, Cameron said that Cameron, the rapper, yeah. he said that he, <laughs> he was just doing everything for clout. Um, yeah. and he might have a point there. I just think the guy's full of shit and I think he's still going to be in trouble. And I think his wife is, I mean, that's not my relationship, but I just think his wife is a little bit more cautious now. Her eyes are open, but they seem to be deeply rooted in, in faith and all of that. So God bless you. God bless them. <laughs> And, and, you know, let's hope they figure that shit out. Right, exactly. Well, we'll move on to another hypocrite. No, I'm just saying. But I love Justin Timberlake. I always have. I always thought, you know, he was one of the good ones. There was never any controversy about him in the news. Not much anyway, but one of the things that was controversial was his Super Bowl appearance with Janet Jackson. Oh, I remember I that, that one. Back in back in 04, I believe oh my is when. Gosh. That's that's right. I, no, I feel so old. What? Like, that was uh, right before my daughter was born. That's crazy. Yes, that was 
that I can't believe it was that long ago, but the 2004 um, Super Bowl appearance, everybody remembers Janet Jackson ended up somehow exposed. They tried to say that it was a wardrobe malfunction. It was a mistake, but it just didn't add up. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, if it's a mistake, why did he grab that part of her outfit and pull as if he meant to take it off? Why? Right. Why did it match the lyrics of his song, which at the time were, you know, I'm going to get you naked by the end of this song. That's right. like literally the lyric in the song. So it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's what they stuck to all these years, that it was a wardrobe malfunction, yada, yada, yada. So turns out that there is a stylist that is re- was recently in the news stating, well, this is Wayne Scott Lucas was the stylist for Janet Jackson that evening of the Super Bowl. And he claims that Justin Timberlake himself was very, very involved in Janet's wardrobe and that it was all planned out and that Mm. he felt some sort of way about Britney Spears having a controversial moment, which just a little bit before that she had kissed Madonna on MTV. Right. That's right. So the stylist claims that Justin Timberlake was wanting to outdo that for his Super Bowl performance. And that originally he said that Justin planned to step on Janet Jackson's dress in which then her dress would fall to the ground (laughs) and expose expose her butt and she would be wearing a sparkly G-string. I mean, I think I would have liked to see that. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with it, but that was the original plan. I yeah, mean, and then so, it turned into that, the other plan. So it turned into the nip slip. It turned into the nip slip, but it started off that he wanted to do that. So the stylist claims that this was all planned out. It was part part of the, the song, part of the act. And then when they got so much backlash for it, that's when Just was like, oh my God, it was just a mistake. And so I don't know. I just, I don't like it. It, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I wish that Justin would have come forward and been like, hey, like, you know, this was part of the song, get over it. I mean, right. it's part of his song, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just, I'm disappointed in him for not defending Janet and coming forward and being like, this was my yeah. idea. You and know. What's, I'm wondering, like, I think, I don't think we're ever going to get it, but I'm wondering where Janet is with all of this, you know? Well, the stylist said that he had apologized to Janet a long time ago. They had made amends and moved on. So that's mm-hmm. probably true. It's been lots of years since that happened but I still don't like it I still don't like that like all of his apologies were mostly in private right and that he never came forward and said hey you know this was a planned out thing it wasn't a mistake I don't know I just and I, I feel like upset that so so many people bought it as a mistake. Like it didn't seem like a mistake at all. It's yeah, like literally a part of the song. <laughs> it, it felt too um calculated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was part of the act. Come forward, say it. There's been far racier acts in history. I mean, you have, you know, WAP, the WAP girls around like scissoring each other. So I feel like that was, (laughs) it wasn't that racy, but no, but so I was just disappointed to hear that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. That whole situation was just weird. Everybody, I mean, people, I really talked about it when it happened. Like it was, 
the thing yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like everybody's was like thing. shocked. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of doesn't like surprise me now that these right. rumors are circling that it, it was actually meant to go that way. Yeah. You know, and I think that I think Justin needed to pick his audience. Right. So maybe right. the Super Bowl wasn't for that. Whereas Brittany did what she did on MTV, which was known for that type. Oh, of thing. exactly. That's completely different. It's a whole new, yeah. yeah, different platform. Yeah. So he made a mistake. Uh, he should have admitted it. I agree. I'm losing my, you know, fandom. <laughs> well, I mean, you should have lost it when he had that indiscretion on his wife. Jessica Biel. I know, but he had, I know, but he had <laughs> but he, a black girl. <laughs> yeah. And he did make up for it. He did make up for it. So apparently right. he's, he's been doing good and they had the other baby. So yeah, she had um, a whole nother baby. So apparently she, I guess everything's good. So him. We, right. we should, we should forgive him. We should forgive him too. <laughs> well, another story that's been in the media has to do with the bachelor you know i am a big bachelor fan part of bachelor nation i follow Mm -hmm. all of it so another disappointment would be colton underwood he was the bachelor maybe three seasons ago and his season was really good i mean he you know he fell in love with this girl and she didn't want to be with him and he begged her and then she said no and it was the infamous like he quit the show and jumped the fence and ran away from the camp it was like a whole thing what yeah yeah it was a whole thing he quit the show he didn't want to do it like it was crazy so his season was actually pretty eventful but basically at the end of his season she decided to give him a chance in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship but not like the whole engagement all of that Mm mm-hmm only because only now mind you only because i think it was because he gave her so much pressure okay he was like obsessed with her right so that all happens they have a whole relationship they end up breaking up last year in may mm-hmm. um you know kind of during the pandemic and now he has gone on good morning america and interviewed with robin Robert, roberts on good morning america and said that he is gay Surprise! <laughs> he said, you know, he's, he gives this like tearful, you know, explanation of how he's just been so lost his whole life and he felt like it was a sin. He comes from a Catholic background. He feels like it's a sin and this is his big moment to come out. And, you know, everyone's giving him all this sympathy and being like, oh, he's so brave. He's coming out, whatever. But the thing that doesn't sit right with me is after he broke up with the girl from from his season cassie mm-hmm. he got a restraining order against him he was stalking this girl he went by her parents house her house he sent threatening text messages he put a tracker on her car oh yeah, my it god was it was bad he was arrest- harassing her and her whole family so yeah, she has a restraining order he goes through all so he goes through all of that and then has an a, a like a revelation that he's gay that he's suddenly gay and and why did he feel like he needed to tell this publicly like why did this have to be a full-blown media interview to the world mm-hmm. about his personal preferences and choices i don't know i mean it was kind of a theme during his season that he was that he was a virgin and you know, he was just waiting or whatever. So I feel like maybe that part was newsworthy. I don't know. But 
it's just not right that he can get away with like literally stalking this girl and then go on TV and get all this sympathy and get all right. these, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And then why go on The Bachelor? It's the most heterosexual show on TV, right? Like you're literally, you're literally searching for your soulmate of the opposite sex and you're going to marry them. You're trying to marry them. Right. So it's just, it's just strange. Well, and then I think I heard just recently that he's going to have like a Netflix documentary or something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know if I heard it was like a book or a documentary, but I heard of something coming out. I don't know when, but it's about like this, what we're talking about and like his life story and how he, you know, was on the bachelor and how he got to this point. So we're going to have to look right. out for that and do a follow-up on it because this is just, there's a lot of layers to this story. A lot of layers and a lot of questions. It's just, I just don't understand what would provoke him to go on a show. What if, what if the girl had said, okay, I do, I love you too. And I'll marry you. Right. You know, like it's just, I don't get it. And then all but. of a sudden, two years later or less. Oh, right. Sorry, exactly. honey. I like men. I just. And why the stalking her? The right. stalking was a few months ago. Why right. the stalking? Why all that? Mm. That's weird. Know. Yeah. Very weird. That's very weird. <laughs> Um, I need to move on from that because I just, I can't like wrap my brain around it, but um, <laughs> our, our girl. Um, okay. So did you see the verses not too long ago with Ashanti and Keisha Cole? Yeah. Watch it. Okay. So Keisha Cole is um, in the headlines for not something that I think she should be prou- too proud of. So here's one of my um, favorite songs by her. Whole life wondering when it's gonna come or where it's been. May have got your heart broken a few times in the past. Never last strong as it used to. It don't feel as good as it used to. Before and all the things you used to say, things you used to do, went right out the door. Ooh, no more will you be the one that's what you tell everyone around you. That was a good one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I used to be in my room like wailing that song. <laughs> it was bad. Anyway, she she recently decided to put something on Instagram to show off her new man. So I don't know who this mystery man is, but she hmm. put a picture up on Instagram showing what she called a love bite, which we all know to be a hickey. And her <laughs> her caption was Next time, make it darker, Bay. It's a vibe. <laughs> wow. Wow. So as, as soon as she put it up there, people were just lighting her ass on fire. They were like, you're 39 years old. You're too old to be doing this. Like they were just not here for it. And she's she didn't care. She was like, listen, I've got judgment like my whole life. I, I live for myself now. I don't live for the world. I don't live for my fans. It is what it is. But I'm 
don't know. I think it's a little too much. In my opinion, that's just extra. I don't care about her age really, but just, just generally who is just going to be like, Oh, let me just post this picture of this hickey on my neck for the world (laughs) to see. Like who does that? Why can't she just have a normal midlife crisis and go buy a car (laughs) or something? I mean, really, I don't, that was just a lot for me. She said that um, in March before all this happened, that she was retiring from music to focus on her family. I believe, I don't know if she was married to the um, guy she was with before. I think his name is Nico, if I'm not mistaken. Her baby daddy. That's yeah, baby yeah. Daddy. So yeah, they, they were together for a while and I think they have a baby together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess she's just trying to focus on that and trying to, you know, maybe have this relationship with this new guy who she's keeping private, but I don't know. I just, that it was too much for me to share the, her little love bite. Something's wrong with her. Cause that even the, even the guy, her baby daddy is like what? 10, 15 something years younger than oh, her. So much baby. younger. And that versus. That verses that they did, she was weird. Like she showed up like hella late. Remember that? Like yes. late. So yeah. Late. Like, and then I felt like she was just like ratchet as fuck throughout the half th- the half of the show. Like she just right. she wasn't really like, you know what I mean? Like I felt like there was like tension a little bit between her and Ashanti. And she would make these like sly remarks and just like say and do weird things. I don't know. Like she wasn't fully with it. Um, Very so strange. it was definitely strange, but you know, I don't know. We'll, I, she's probably not going to stop doing these th- like weird things on Instagram. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably see not. more, more things from her. Who knows what the next will be? <laughs> well, speaking of weird things, we have Usher Raymond, not his name, Usher Raymond. Anyway, yeah. we have Usher, Usher, baby. <laughs> Usher baby, who has been in the news recently for apparently going to Las Vegas and tipping the strippers in a strip club with fake money, money that had his face on it, (laughs) that they were calling (laughs) Usher Bucks. (laughs) And the reason this was exposed, because one of the strippers, whose name was Yaya. Oh my God. I'm not the stripper. Okay, you have, guys, you have a secret life. You, we know it. We know it. <laughs> I have a secret double life, but don't <laughs> tell anybody. So Yaya on IG posted a picture of the fake money and said, this shit should be exposed. So apparently Usher is going to have a residency in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They printed up that money to have fun with and to promote his show. But he certainly should not be tipping people that rely on real money for a living with his fake usher money to promote his residency. I definitely agree with that. Now I, I did hear though that either her, the Yaya girl or another stripper came out and said that he wasn't just throwing the usher bucks. Like he was actually throwing regular money too. Now I don't know, you know, if that's, if that's true or not, I, I just know that, you know, the whole Usher Bucks thing was just a little weird to me. Right. <laughs> I just, I mean, even I if know. he was throwing real money too, you still, it still seems wrong to throw fake money at people at, that are working hard that money for me. <laughs> yeah. They're working on <laughs> that money too. You know, I mean, strippers, strippers fall off the pole, hit their head, break, break, the, break oh, bones. Yeah. 
it's their real. whole their whole body is like bruised. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I I forget it. I'm not I'm not doing all that and then picking up some damn fake money with Usher's face on it. So <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You don't like them that much. You know? no. <laughs> they're not. It's not gonna pay the bills. <laughs> it's not gonna pay the bills. So Usher needs to get it together. He's full of himself and, you know, just stay out of the strip club. But, you know, I can't lie. I'm waiting to hear his um, next album. I'm ready. Like, it's been way too long. And I've always been a fan of Usher. I always have. And I'm just very excited. So I don't I'm going to have to keep a lookout for that because I don't. He hinted toward dropping a new album, but didn't kind of say you know, more or less. Well, he when. has a couple singles out, right? He so did. I'm assuming that's leading towards a new album. Mm-hmm. He put out um one of my favorite songs, "Bad Habits." He put that out. Yeah, that's, that's the um one. that's the Derek Jackson anthem. So <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right? So yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to see. But I just thought that was kind of shady. <laughs> Definitely. And speaking of shady. We've got little Nas X. <laughs> who, who, look, I don't know. You have to tell me how you feel about this. So little Nas X, you know, has a lot of younger followers. So much so that my daughter came up to me and was like, little Nas is putting out a new song at midnight tonight. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. And I didn't think anything of it. Right. Well, we all know now that the video is very shocking, especially for parents, mm-hmm. because he was, you know, in drag and sliding down a, a pole in a devil outfit going. I mean, it was just a lot. So this was the video for Montero, right? Call me yeah. by my name or something like that. Yeah. Call me by my name. And yeah. So th- there's lots of connotations there, right? Because there's a, there's a movie, there's a book called call me by your name. It's about, you know, a boy who is learning about his sexuality, yada, okay. yada, yada. So kind of grappling with it. So I get that, like, you know, the music video maybe went along with the idea of, like, you know, the devil and hell versus, you know, heaven Mm -hmm. and this and that. I get Mm -hmm. that. But the video was quite shocking. And to know that, like, younger people watch is a little unsettling. Yeah. I think that there was, like, a little tension between him and Joyner Lucas, too, because uh, Joyner was basically saying like he can understand both sides, but you know he was saying that people look up to him like you said, young kids because of that old town road road song. Yeah, but but that song is not like you know the most Christian based song either. Like there are no. things, there are themes of like inappropriate things that he's talking about in that song. And people may not realize that. So I mean, he has to, he, but he also has to maintain like who he is, you know, authentically and also be creative or else he's just going to get boring. Like his video is making people talk. Like people are, you know, buying this, they're watching it, they're streaming it. So he's getting paid. You know what I mean? But But when is enough enough, you know, when is like, when is there a line that can be drawn? Cause I remember growing up, we had, you know, Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears, and it was very all very wholesome. And then now we've got some stuff that's just really beyond, you yeah. know, the younger age group. I guess I can agree with that. But then you look at like, what about like, what about Notorious B.I.G.? What about Luke? What about Nelly when he did Tip Drill? All of those were out when you know we were coming up, and 
it's basically the same type of inappropriate and sexual and, you know, all of that. Yes, but songs like Tip Drill were coming on like BET After Dark and, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Little Nas is actually, Little Nas is actually promoted himself as like a younger, like he, he, like he literally goes and sings his old town road at schools and, Mm-hmm. I mean, kids kids have been very involved in his career. They, you know, the dance was created and all the kids did it. And, you know, so he. Oh, yes. Yes. So I get that. You know what like, I'm saying? like the kids bop type thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it kind of manifested into. So he he can't I feel like he can't have it both ways. Like either you got to kind of be going for the adult audience or you're making music for, you know, preteens, but you can't, I feel like you've got to kind of decide because you can't come out with one thing that seems okay enough for kids and then come out with something so shocking that you're like, have to explain to your kid what it is. And it's too much. Right. I can understand that perspective. I definitely can. And I just, I don't know. I, he's, I know like with the sneaker thing, I'm sure that's, yes. What the hell? That's just gone completely left. Satan shoes. It's ridiculous. I mean, so it was it was really human blood in those sneakers? Apparently. And Nike wanted nothing to do with it. They were like, we did not, we did not help with this. We are, we don't even want to be associated. Yeah. There was a whole like lawsuit that they settled. Yeah. And then going back to the song, I just recently heard that they pulled it from like most streaming platforms. People weren't yeah. able to play it on Spotify. Like it was a whole, and then Columbia Records, they confirmed that, but I guess it wasn't their choice. It was obviously somebody above them, but he, I saw like on his Twitter, he was like, everybody go like screen record it or do something now, stream it while you can, because it's about to be removed from everywhere. Hmm. So interesting. It was the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to go back. You remember the old school way of doing things? You went to the record store and there are, you know, you went to like media play and there was, <laughs> there was the CDs that had the explicit logo on them. And your parents were like, oh, hell no, you're not yes. going to that section. <laughs> yep. And there's the CDs that were, didn't have the explicit label on them. You're like, yes, I can listen to this. We need uh-huh. to go back to that. <laughs> yep. That was, that was the shit back then. It was just like, yes. I can, you know, you can just feel free to express yourself and listen to, right. you know, all that, all that other stuff. So that was, yeah, that's crazy. So I don't know. I I'm, I've never really been a Lil Nas X fan, but I've never really, you know, like hated on him for any of his work or anything that he's done as an artist creatively, creatively, excuse me. But, um, you know, I just, I, me personally, I I didn't listen to the, I listened to it once and I didn't listen to it again. Like I was just like, okay, well, it's definitely <laughs> a lot of, you know, themes in here. You know what I mean? Right. Like when he was, what was he doing with the devil sitting on the throne chair? Was he like riding him yeah. backwards? I, I was yeah, trying to figure I it out. <laughs> I, I was trying, And then know. he killed him. Didn't he kill the devil at the end? I think so. I just remember seeing the poll and I was over it. I was like, oh, we turned it off. <laughs> yes. So I was yeah, like, I can't I do it. I don't know. Well, listen to what. So I can't do these people, these hosts on 97 Rock on the Morning Bull Show with Rob Lederman, I think his name is. Listen to what this asshole said. 
How, what? So what is your what, what number? What's the number? You're I think it's you. it's it's a, it's probably a seven ish six oh six to seven God. probably seven. See, we have ours, and I'm going to make it into trouble it's for like this. Two o'clock. Have, I have them to the attractiveness of women that I find to be attractive. <laughs> so I'll go. I will never go to a Serena Williams level, but I'm very comfortable with. Like, uh, I'm very comfortable at a Halle Berry level. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need a, a little bit of mulatto still coming through. It can't be, not you know. Like, is Gail King not, that's not in your realm? No, Gail King is not even in on my, on my toaster level. On his toaster level, he said. Disgusting. So they were discussing, him and his co-host, I don't even know their names, whatever. Him and his co-hosts were discussing his scale of attractiveness to black women. And he was comparing them or their skin tones to toast colors using their complexions of different like celebrities like Serena and Holly. And since this happened, he was fired. His two co-hosts were fired and the program director were fired. Good. The whole thing should be shut down. It should be. They lost advertising dollars and sponsors, all of that. And people were bringing up a really, really good point that there's like a deeper meaning that people like when they speak and like ignorantly like this, um, it's just awful. Like it, it, it kind of takes you back to like deeply rooted issues in slavery, like how uh, a mixed race or a lighter you know, a uh, person slave that, ha- you know, had lighter skin was treated better than mm-hmm. a darker skin slave woman. Right. And also often a product of rape too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just awful to think that he thought like, I don't even know if I can say he thought it was okay to say, because he literally said before he said it, I might get in trouble for saying this, but right. And then he right. said it. So for me, there there is no apology. There is no coming back. Like you said it. You knew what you said. It was fucked up what you said. And, you know, now now you've lost everything. Yeah. And it's as disgusting. you should. Yeah. It's just, it's just another it's just another part of what we talk about with male, you know, toxic behavior. It's like, for, first of all, who is he to even comment on? someone like Serena and Halle Berry, they wouldn't give him the time of day. So he doesn't actually even have an option with them anyways. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So just the, the whole thing is just toxic and disgusting and racist. And, you know, it's just, it's just totally disgusting. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, you know, Lisa, right. We've talked about her a million times. She, yeah. she came under fire for her comments, defending him, defending his opinion, um, his, his, his right to have a preference. And she was saying that people are just too sensitive nowadays. And her co-host on the the show that she's on, were kind of reminding her, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is totally racist. This is, you know, colorist in nature. He's literally being a colorist. And they couldn't, they couldn't just understand how she could say like, oh, well, it's just his preference. It's just, it's whatever his choice is. So I don't see a problem with what he did. Right. I, I, I literally could not process 
how she came to, to that opinion. Like, it sounds like she's defending him, like she's supporting him and not really realizing like what the problem is with it. And it makes me think like, she is a lighter skinned woman. Is, is that, is it because of that? Like, does she not understand like what people had to go through? Yeah. 100%. Of course. Of course. It's like, it's like that, um, that Instagram art artist, what is it? Danny Lee? Danny Lay. Danny Lay. When I'm she sorry, came but out I love her. her. I, I like her music. I'm sorry. Yeah, but then it was uncovered. She had that whole light skin song, and she it was did. uncovered that she's not even black. She doesn't even have not one of her parents is black, and she's talking yeah. about she's. So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you want. People want to be black, but they don't want to. You know, they want to be black. They don't want to be. You know, they don't want to be treated like they're black. They want to be treated like they're black, but they want to look like they're black, but only certain kind of black. Like, it's just too much. And they want to be able to say the N word and they want to be able to do exactly. you know, all of these things. But exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, he was that this Rob Lederman guy, Letterman. He was completely just so ignorant right with what he said and you know i just cancel the whole damn show like right right garbage yes um so we have a messy minute today and it's a very very interesting one it comes from megan james who is 26 years old and she was formerly on basketball wise and bad girls club and on this show called notorious queens Megan gave her opinion on cheating in relationships that it's not a deal breaker if cheating is done respectfully. So listen to what she had to say. I believe in cheating respectfully. I never tell my man like, oh, you can go cheat on me. So cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out, is having control over your other women, is using condoms and not having babies. Like cheat respectfully because believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one night stand with a period. I will only leave my man for three re- three things. You bring me home a STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. period. I, I used to too. say that there I was levels to, to cheating. It's levels. So, you know, you can yeah. suck. That don't mean nothing. Yeah. But, you know, don't buy the bitch nothing. Don't make her feel special. Right. You don't need to do that. Don't, don't make her feel special Because, yeah, she can't be more special than me. Damn, that's crazy. I believe that a guy can love you and cheat on you. I'm sorry, I believe it. Guys are built different. You don't than have us. to be sorry. I've I've been in the life that I lived and you live with should that kind of came with the territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to her, mm. the the only deal breaker to her for allowing her man to cheat respectfully, in her her opinion, is if he has a baby on her, he's gay, or he brings her home an STD. That a, that a man can love you and cheat on you, I guess, simultaneously. And her reasoning for that is because guys are just built differently. I, I'm, when I heard this, I wanted to jump through the, cam- <laughs> the, um, the, uh, t- the, f- my phone and literally just like strangle her. <laughs> right. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, she's 26. So maybe her brain is not quite fully developed. <laughs> I really, I really have no idea, but she is basically giving the person she's with a green light to cheat on her as long as she doesn't find out about it and doesn't, he doesn't bring it back home essentially. 
and doesn't, you know, buy this other woman gifts and make her feel special or as special as he should make her feel. I'm like, I'm totally, this is crazy to me. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. It, it, really, it, it really is. And the the two other girls were kind of like, oh, you know, don't apologize. Like, I hear what you're saying type things. And then the other girl, I don't know her name. She was just like, hold up. <laughs> right. I don't even know what you're talking about. If you think I'm going to let like literally let tolerate the disrespect, let my man cheat. Yeah. Like you got another thing coming. This is never going to happen. And she right. was clearly thinking you know, appropriately more maturely than this Megan girl. So I feel like she needs to really grow up. She needs to get some standards, some morals, mm-hmm. some dignity, some values. I mean, it, it, it's it's absolutely crazy that she's allowing herself as a 26-year-old woman to accept that disrespect. How is she ever really going to find the person that she wants to settle down with if she's right. allowing her man a pass to go do what he w- wants to do. Right. I mean, I'm definitely concerned that more people than just her have that viewpoint. That's really, really concerning. It's like a complete lack of respect for yourself. If you think exactly. that that's okay. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay to just say, you know, it's like, it's like when people say, oh, boys will be boys or, oh, then, Mm-mm. you know, saying like, no, not okay. That's no, not okay. It's absolutely not okay. And, you know, I guess the last thing I want to say to her is, you know, maybe, maybe she should really just settle down with Derek Jackson. I mean, <laughs> they'd be perfect for each they other. They would be the best couple ever. Oh, they really they would. would live, they would live the best life. She really, she wouldn't care what he was doing. Exactly. Bring it back to her. That would he be could, great He could them. run amok, you know, have yep. no, have no babies. It'd be good to go. That's a match made yeah. in heaven. So that's my advice to Megan James. <laughs> well, I think that's great advice, but don't let him have a baby on her though. That, oh, exactly. That would be the worst thing. Or ever, bring her, so. or bring her home the class. Or bring her an STG. <laughs> Make it cut. Does that, he's good right exactly <laughs> so i listen that was enough mess for today it has uh, been crazy out here in these streets crazy yes. very um, crazy so we're gonna get going um but obviously we will be back very very soon with another episode um remember mm-hmm. to send us your messy minutes you can do that by coming to our facebook page and inboxing us or sending us an email at messyafpodcast at yahoo.com. It is completely anonymous. Just give us a brief story about what's going on in your life, what mess, what drama, what tea you have, and we will give you advice on how to fix that, or we will at least try to. (laughs) Yes. It might not be good advice, but it'll be advice. Exactly. So follow our page, share our page, like, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell everybody else, and we will catch you guys next time. So I'll talk to you later, girl. All right. Bye.
get real messy. That's a fact. Go pour a drink and grab a snack. Yeah, yeah, me, we spillin' tea. We keep it real, we keep it G. So much drama in these streets. Take several seats and sip the tea. It's piping hot, don't miss a thing. Cause just like that, the show's starting. Welcome to the Messiest Fuck Podcast. This is Nicole. And this is Yaya. So, another dollar, another day, right? Yes, yes. You had a birthday. (laughs) Didn't you have a birthday recently? I did. did. Um, May 13th was my birthday. And what'd you do? We went to a really nice dinner and we were kid-free for the night. So that's all I could ask for. (laughs) That is a plus. Good. I'm glad you got a chance to like celebrate and all that. Cause it seems like with us, like I feel like with me, like every year I get older, I, I like cringe at it, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is and we have to make the best of it. We're young at heart, baby. <laughs> right. We're young at heart. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I have to share a story with you. It's going to be story time real quick. So I had two firsts happen to me within the last month. My first first is that yesterday I got vaccinated. So that was an experience. Okay. So (laughs) my, my arm is sore, but I'm not being a baby. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. Worst could happen. But the second thing that happened to me, I went and I got sugared for the first time. Do you know what sugared is? What What is being sugared? No, it's like wax. It's like waxing but it's oh. better for the skin. And so this, this girl that I oh. found online, she did an amazing job. So backstory. So I'm in, I'm at the hairdresser and we're talking about me having the sugaring appointment. And so she says to me, well, you know, I did sugaring once and I was like, oh, well, was it, you know, painful? And she's like, well, I got my vagina, my complete vagina waxed or sugared. And she's like, it was the most painful experience in my entire life. She's like, just waxing the lips. She's like, it was like sandpaper. Oh my God. Being Mm -hmm. ripped off of it. Yeah. It was, she made it sound very bad. And then she she tells me, you know, she used to do like waxing and, and that type of thing. And she would have women come in and she would give them like alcohol swabs to clean their areas. And you know, some women want their butt crack wax. They got to get that hair out of there. So they didn't use the alcohol swab. And so she would go in to like spread open the cheeks and start the waxing girl. There would be like shit all in their ass. Like dingleberries. Yes. It, she said it was like the most disgusting thing. So that <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening, but, um, I decided to just get the bikini line waxed, and it was really good. And I got my underarms done. It was, and really how happy. was it? It was good. It came out very soft, oh. very supple. I'd highly recommend it. And it lasts for like, eh, like four weeks, somewhere around there. So it's, it's well, I don't know about my butt crack, but I'll go yeah. for the, <laughs> Girl, don't get the butt crack wax. <laughs> why would you not? Why would you not just, you know, take a wipe to your ass before you go? And get, exactly. You know exactly. Something. I don't. I don't a know. Baby and like white, something. Something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, those are my. Those are my. That's my story. Those are my two firsts. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. And so that's hilarious. I did see um, that one of our favorite shows is coming to an end. Yeah, I'm so sad. So Blackish is going to be 
doing its last season. And I am super sad about this because I think Blackish is one of the only shows on TV that is specifically addressing issues with the, the Black family. Mm-hmm. And if we lose that, then like, what other show is there really? Yeah, and they that... do it, they do it in a funny way. Yeah, a funny, real way. They talk about real everyday issues that, you know, just your average suburban Black family goes through. And I thought it was really well done, very reminiscent of, like, the Cosby show, those Mm -hmm. type of shows. So I'm really sad, actually. And I know, like, it's kind of hard to keep coming up with topics. There's only so much you can do. But, you know, I'll I'll be sad to see it go. Me too. It it does remind me of like a new age Cosby because like Bo, the wife, she's a doctor, which is nice to see, you know, yeah, and Andre, absolutely. isn't he like an ad exec or something like that? Yeah. And I yeah. thought, you know, those, that's really cool because you don't see a lot of married black couples who are successful with children, you know, trying to navigate the world as it is now and all of the issues that come with being black. So yeah, I I definitely am going to miss it. I really am. But um, you know that we're living in a world of cancel culture and and sensitivity and how people get offended really quickly. Well, did you hear about the stuff that's going on with the Snow White ride at Disneyland? Yeah. How crazy is that? And what is with canceling Disney right now? I didn't hear anything about canceling Disney. Disney. I know. I, that's crazy. Well, there's a there's a orig, there's an original ride um, at Disneyland called Snow White's Scary Adventure, and it just got revamped. So now I guess it's called Snow White's Enchanted Wish. So when they debuted this, there was a lot of controversy about it because at the ending of the ride, it now shows Prince Charming giving Snow White you know, true love's first kiss, which we've all seen in the movie. Well, people are pissed off because the part where she's asleep and he's giving her this kiss to awaken her is without her consent. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Is that not ridiculous? Like, come on. That that is a stretch, in my opinion. Like, what? A stretch. Very big stretch. People are just starting to make a big deal out of, like everything like dr seuss books those got some of them got taken off the shelf because there was like racist rhetoric and and pictures and things like that okay fine but i mean this it's a children's fairy tale the girl is asleep like how is she gonna give kids like what do they want her to do want them to do just like leave her alone that's like the whole narrative of the story right exactly i don't know i don't get it I really don't get it. That's that's just ridiculous. People are so sensitive and they get offended so quickly nowadays. Yeah, I think that's taking a little too far. Most definitely. Well, you know, that's a really great segue (laughs) 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 about taking it too far because um, one of the worst people, well, I'm not going to say worse. That's that's kind of harsh. But Joe Budden is the person that I just don't favor. I just I don't. I think he's very egotistical. Um, I think he has a poor attitude. The list goes on. You know, he's not horrible in every way, but he's just not the the, the best person, like his character. So anyway, there's a lot that's been happening with him. So you know that he has the Joe Budden Podcast Network. 
And um, it's very, very popular. And he recently fired two of his co-hosts, Rory and Mal. And I always say that wrong, Mal, whatever. It's it's the suburban accent in me. I don't know, whatever. He just fired them over a, a business issue. It was a contractual issue. And, you know, he, he's going through that. So now it just came out that Olivia Dope, who had her own podcast on his network, um, she she came out saying that Joe was doing some inappropriate things basically on, on set. Um, and that led to her quitting the podcast. So I want to play this clip so you can hear it from her exactly what she said. Joe Budden sat in on a recording of the female-led podcast I was a part of and continuously made sexual suggestive remarks to me that made me extremely uncomfortable as well as fearful of dampening the mood if I didn't laugh along while he made those sexual remarks to me. Those moments not only live on the internet forever, it also forced me in the decision of quitting the podcast. So, you know, we hear from her and, and, and we did hear from him and he apologized um, on social media. He was taking accountability. He did say the episode um, that was in question was going to be removed. He wants women to feel comfortable and protected. Um, I, it's tough for me to, it's, it almost sounds like a forced apology on his end. It, it really just does. And you know, he had a, he had another episode of his podcast and he went on there um, and he furthered the apology and it really still didn't sound like it was sincere. It wasn't genuine. It sounded like, you know, he was always trying to find a way to make it humorous. He, you know, he was saying that people are expecting him to come and apologize. Like, Oh, well, what is he going to say? So Let me just play the clip of his apology. I, me, Joe Budden, along with the Joe Budden Network, owe Olivia Dope an apology. We issued one, one, but she needs to hear it with my voice. There was an inappropriate joke made, a poor attempt at humor made at a time when it shouldn't have been made. And unfortunately, me and the entire room of people missed that. That was our bad. That was our failure. And we didn't know until she was able to communicate that. And for that, we failed you. Yeah. So he just, I don't know. It just seemed like so half-assed. Like I said, his, his attitude is super arrogant. And you know, remember he used to date Tahiri and then Sin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we know from just those relationships as obviously an outsider looking in that he had problems with those women too. You know, I think Tahiri, we talked about on a, on a former podcast episode that she was experiencing like abuse from him in different ways. Um, We know that Sin and and him never got married. There were, there were problems in that relationship. Um, And, you know, it just, for me, I just feel like I know it takes two, but I think a lot of it is really coming from Joe and him not being able to discern what is appropriate like he's he's just pushing the envelope too much and i think people have just given him a pass and people are just fed the fuck up at this point yeah i totally agree but i think we i think both sides have to be accountable like maybe 
tell him in the moment when he's doing it that it's inappropriate. Put him on blast, embarrass him. You know what I'm saying? So that he has to be accountable in that moment rather than having time to make this perfect apology that's written by somebody else that he's reading. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think it's important to like in the moment be like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. Catch him off guard, make him, you know, a true, honest apology. Because I think otherwise, you know, the accountability just isn't there with these men. They, they hear, you know, music about disrespecting women. They see television about disrespecting women. They see it all the time and probably in that industry. So there's not a lot of accountability. Yeah, I think she feared reprisal. You know what I mean? Like, I think she, you know, this is the See the Thing, the Thing Is podcast. I think it was all women. I think she just was scared to be honest, like in that moment to like say something to him and then him be like, Oh, well you're fired or, you know, something to jeopardize um, how things, the mood on the set and all of that. I really think that's where it came from. So I can, I can understand it from that perspective, but I also agree with you that, you know, a lot of these issues really just need to be nipped in the bud so that, you know, this type of behavior is not continuing. Right. So I totally agree with that. And, you know, I'm going to move on from Joe Budden because, um, you know, I know we were talking about Sin, who used to date Erica Mena for like a hot second. Um, And Erica and her husband, Safari, their house just recently got burglarized. They're they're Atlanta mansion. It's beautiful. Have you seen their house? No, I haven't. But I can imagine in Atlanta. (laughs) It's so, so pretty. So last weekend... Um, their home was robbed. There were cameras on, um, and they caught at least four men from what they could see on the cameras, um, you know, doing the robbery, like as it went and apparently thousands of dollars were uh, stolen from the, not thousands of dollars, but items were stolen from the home, including designer purses, clothes, and jewelry. Um, there was actually, this is totally disgusting, but there was footage of them like literally rummaging through the baby's room, through the baby's, you know, dressers and things like that to see what they could find. Um, They were also armed, according to Safari, and they weren't home at the time. Thank God this this happened, right? Um, So what they did was they shared pictures of the the people who were, you know, robbing the place. Um, And apparently there was also one woman that Erica said was involved and that she had allegedly gotten this purse that was stolen from the house. So the people who were in the pictures, um, you know, that were posted on the internet, they were wearing the jewelry that was stolen. Like oh idiots. So Safari had got um, this really nice, well, nice and I guess rich people terms, this really nice chain um, with a um, charm of his baby. It was, you know, custom design, custom made and everything. And the, the fucking idiot that stole, that robbed the house was wearing it, talking about, oh, this is a celebrity chain. How Oh my God. How dumb can, how dumb you, can you be? How dumb can you really be? I can't. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, these are idiots. And Erica offered a $20,000 reward for any information that can lead to the arrest of these people. So they are like on it. 
they are, you know, they oh. have, they have the, the receipts, they got the images, they have everything. And yeah, insurance yeah. is going to replace it. But at the same time, these are special custom pieces and you feel violated. This is your right. personal home. This is your privacy. And you just go and do some shit like that. I don't know. All right. Let me run, let me run to Atlanta real quick and talk to some people so I can get that $20,000. <laughs> You need all the details. <laughs> I'll find out some details. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! Well, I want to know the details of um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta because I know there's yes. been some shit going on there. Speaking of dumb, as in those robbers are dumb, we have Portia, who look this this season has been so dramatic on Real Housewives and the season has the next season hasn't even started yet and there's already drama so Portia is apparently engaged to Simon and I don't want to try to butcher this man he's Nigerian right he is Nigerian okay um so I would just say Simon who isn't it it G something we'll call him Simon G Simon G um (laughs) who (laughs) who is who was married to Phelan G, who uh, was a newer cast member this season on the show. Mm-hmm. So, and also a friend of Portia's. So apparently she's engaged to Simon after her friend and, co- and co-star on the show uh, was married to him. And to give you an idea of what kind of timeline we're looking at, June of twenty. 20- 19 they broke up mm-hmm. they decided they were gonna get a divorce may of 2021 portia and simon announced their engagement so we are looking at a time frame of them announcing that they were going to get oh i'm sorry they, they got married in june of 2019 announced okay. that they were breaking up in march of 2021 and in May of 2021, Portia and Simon announced that they're engaged. Oh, that's so, just nasty. That, that yeah, is. Mary 20, exactly. Mary 2019, divorce, divorced by March of 2021, and newly engaged now by May of 2021. So, But, that, but that's her friend. But that's her but friend. But that's her friend. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So super, super messy. And for a while... There's also been a rumor that she's pregnant, so, but they dispelled that. Okay, I was going to ask. Okay, uh, they did say that that's not true. She does have one child already, but with her ex. Mm-hmm. But that kind of timeline is just insane to me. Like oh, yeah. I don't even understand it. That's and disgusting. It is super messy. Yeah, and I I also heard adding on to the mess that there was another girl that he was messing with at some point that I guess she was in his car and there were pictures of of her in the car and then somebody else just recently came out talking about how they were using coke together, her and Simon. Oh <laughs> I heard about like so many different layers to the story. Apparently, there was a rumor that Porsche's ring was um a duplicate. It was the same one that he gave to Fallon. Or something oh like that. My God. I there's so many things that are just terrible with this story, like that just don't make any sense. Like, why would you? Why would you even want to marry this person? 
Right, right. Like, so I know some people, I think it was Tammy Roman who went on to Instagram and said that, um, that this was all for like a storyline that for the new season. It seems that way, right? It seems like it could be. I mean, but you know, the guy is very wealthy and, you know, Portia has made it clear that that's important to her. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm definitely interested. And then there was rumors that Portia was leaving the show. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she's leaving, if she's staying. Well, he might be wealthy, but his, he is not attractive. (laughs) No, he really is not. So, I mean, it must be the whole time. They clowned her the whole time on the show, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. about how he's so much older and she's just with, with him for the money. So it's very interesting that now Portia has taken that role. Yeah, I believe that. That story was like consuming social media like <laughs> every day. Just to, like it just started like right. falling off. But yeah, that's crazy. Right. I just I wonder how successful that that marriage is going to be. I'm sure other stuff is going to start coming from the woodworks, you know? Yeah. I mean, you just never know, but it, if it is for the show, then I yeah. guess hats off to them for creating the drama, but it is messy. <laughs> do, do we know when they're getting married? No, I don't think that they've announced when they're getting married, but I'm sure that'll be just as dramatic. Oh so yeah. Oh, for we'll sure. See. Absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of marriage, Recently in the news, it has been announced that Ariana Grande got married. Surprise! Surprise! And it's to this guy, Dalton Gomez. I don't know, you know, too much about him or where she found him, but she's been dating him for a little while now. I think the girl just wanted to be married so bad. I mean, yeah, wasn't there, wasn't it like Mac, what's his name? I know I'm messing up. Mac Mac Miller, she was engaged to Mac Miller. And then, Pete Davidson from SNL. Davidson, yep. And then now this guy, and apparently she's gone through with it this time, but I'm just like, girl just wanted to be married. She, she didn't care who it was. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> she just picked somebody off the street and was like, let's get married. No, let's but, uh, do it. You know. Yeah, she did. Well, I don't know who this guy is either. I haven't heard a lot. I mean, maybe that's a good thing because, you know, a lot of celebrities do yeah. say like, if, you know, they don't want to date like a sports figure or another celebrity because of this, 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 and that. But then you always kind of question like, is, you know, who is this Dalton guy? Is he like somebody from like, just like this random guy who doesn't have anything going for himself? Like what's he bringing to the relationship? We know she's got money. I want to say that he is in the industry. Okay. But you know, I don't, he's not like super famous or anything like that. Right. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how this unfolds. But she just wanted to be a wife so bad. So hopefully she, you know, can settle down. And- I hope so. Doesn't she have that song, that ring song anyway? She just. Yes. Yeah. She was gunning for it. She was ready. <laughs> yes. She has several songs about wanting to be married. So right. we'll see how that works out. Yeah. But to keep the, keep the love train going, we also have ASAP Rocky. And Rihanna. Before you get to that tea, baby, because you know how much I love my Rihanna, I have to play a song by her. Baby, you got me like that. Don't you stop loving me. Don't quit loving me. Just stop loving me. Oh, baby. 
just to get close to you Could we burn something today? And I'll run for miles just to get a taste ASAP and Rihanna. ASAP and Rihanna. So Rihanna definitely has love on the brain. And so does ASAP Rocky. So apparently he said recently that Rihanna is the love of his life. And that when you know, you know. And I think that's so sweet. I look, I am always for these rappers and singers and all these public figures coming out and saying, you know, I'm in love. This person is my partner. I think that's good. It's positive. There are a couple I really didn't see coming, to be honest. Really? No, I just, like, when I picture them together, I just can't picture it. I feel like Rihanna is such a strong presence that she needs, like, someone that's even more strong. You know what I'm saying? Like, You know what? I think... I think ASAP and Rihanna have been, they've been friends for a long time, which is probably the foundation of their relationship. So that's a, that's the good start. I like them together. I don't know a lot about him, but I know he's been through a lot and the way that he speaks of her. Um, I mean, any t- anytime the man gets a chance, you can see how, how happy he is Um, so for me, I feel like they do have a good connection. I feel like, you know, they're both fashion icons in their, in their own way. Um, I was actually just talking to Sean about this, my fiance about this, um, how he, you know, there's some men I feel like that are able to wear like skirts and dresses and be unique (laughs) in the way that they dress. And he's one of them. I think that, I think that it compliments him. Well, I think they complement each other. I see that, you know, going far for that. I really do. And so for, so for me, because I knew that they were kind of like flirting with each other since they did this like GQ interview, and then there were rumors that they were, you know, dating each other. I kind of knew it was going to lead to that place, but I didn't know that that quickly it would lead to her being the one. Right. You know, but, but I do like them together. I support it wholeheartedly. I'm just waiting on her album, though. I'm just not. I'm not going to lie. I just, I just want a what, new album. What happened to her billionaire boyfriend? Yes. Yeah, the Middle Eastern man. Yes. I forgot his, I forgot his name. I don't he was know. A billionaire. Yeah. Well, she's a billionaire. You I know, mean, she's, two billionaires together. I know. Run the world. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't know what happened with that relationship. She was on yachts and shit with the men and his whole family. Yeah. Like, it was a whole yeah. like intense thing. And that, I think that was like for at least a couple of years that they were going strong. Yeah. I don't she know what happened. Reminded me of, she kind of reminded me of Eve in that relationship yes. a little bit. So yes. I was like, okay, you know, Rihanna might actually settle down and marry this man. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess it didn't work out, but no. more power to her. I'm glad that she's found love. ASAP Rocky, like you said, really seems to be very much in love with her. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it could work. Well, I, I wish them the best. I really do. And I, like I said, I just, I'm waiting for her new album to come out. It's been so many years since the last I one dropped. I, I've been a fan like for like forever in a day um, of her and her music. So I just, you know, patiently waiting. Yeah. Um, so I have to talk about somebody that you don't like. <laughs> you Uh-oh. don't like Chrissy Teigen very much. 
Yeah, not a whole lot. My mom hates her. My mom literally like cannot stand this woman. She thinks she's like the <laughs> most annoying person ever. So we know Chrissy Teigen, um, who's married to John Legend. Um, we know her as a former supermodel, um, you know, TV personality, all of those things. So she, she is definitely going through it um, because of some past behavior um, from like years ago. Like I'm talking like 2011, 2012. There's a model named Courtney Stodden. And Courtney recently revealed that back then when she was 16, um, that Chrissy was sending her abusive tweets and private DMs where she would make like, you know, disparaging comments. She would accuse her of drug use. She would encourage suicide, um, you know, like comments like you should just go kill yourself, things like that. Um, and the girl was 16 years old. She's she's now 26. Um, she she was basically saying, you know, I'm tired of her bullying people because we know this is not the first time that Chrissy has those behaviors. She does have bullying tendencies. She's had problems with the black girl who played Annie. Um, mm-hmm. She's had problems with Trump, but who doesn't? Um, right. You know, she's had she's had trouble with a lot of different people. Um, and I think that, I think this model Courtney was just completely like done. Um, so Chrissy ended up apologizing to her, um, and, and, in hopes, I guess what she said was that, that she could heal from it now. Um, Courtney accepted her apology and she did forgive her, but she also said that it seemed more like an attempt to save her career rather than it being, you know, sincere and remorseful. Um, she said that she never heard from Chrissy in private. In fact, Chrissy blocked her on Twitter. And, you know, apparently just days after all this happened, Chrissy and her family were um, out at Disneyland having a having a good time. Wow. Um, and the backlash is that she's lost like all of these deals and partnerships, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, Target. They've all pulled her new uh, product line from their stores. Wow. So they're not, you know, they're not tolerating the the bullying, you know, she's facing a lot of trouble right now. So I don't know how she's handling it because, you know, she recently just went through that miscarriage, which was devastating. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Um, So, you know, she has to be still dealing with that. But yeah. not, but adding this on top of it, you know, you got to be going through it. Uh, that's a hard one, because in some respect, you have to let people grow up and mature and, you know, move on from things they did when they were younger. But there still has to be some sort of accountability to things you did, especially when you're choosing to be in like a public eye type right. of situation. But do I think that her entire, you know, career and life should be ruined over it? No. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, bullying is very serious. Right. So, you know, it's a hard, that's a hard one. I, I don't know. It is. It is. I, I don't know. I just, I always tend to wish people the best, but remember we just, I think it was last episode we talked about um, Rachel. Is that her name from The Bachelor? Yeah. 
and yes. all the crazy racist stuff she did in her past and how she had to be yes. held accountable for that. And by the fucking way, oh, they're yeah. back together. They're back together. <laughs> what in they're the world? Together. So what what yeah. was the, what was the whole thing for? I don't understand. Like what to to teach yeah. her a lesson and then they're like, "Oh, I love you." Like what what is the issue? Honestly, I think Matt was getting a lot of pressure from a lot of different directions mm-hmm. to to stand firm with her. But I don't know if he personally, deep down inside, felt that this was like this unforgivable offense. And he just, I mean, let's be honest, men are very visual. Men are very, I don't want to say simple, but like they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's a beautiful girl. They got along. I don't know that what she had done was enough for him to be like, okay, I'm just not going to deal with you anymore. I think that came from more so outside pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can so see that. I'm not super surprised. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But I, I you know, in the, in the spirit of what we're talking about, about people doing things when they were younger, this particular situation that I'm getting ready to talk about is slightly different. So I don't know if you've watched American Idol, the season of American Idol. I, I, I kind of like, bit. I'm kind of here and there with it. I like the voice better. Um, yeah. But there's a, there was, I should say, a contestant on there by the name of Caleb Kennedy. Um, he was, he's 16 years old. He's from a town in South Carolina, I believe. And he was a country singer on the show. And he recently got on, got on tape and said that he was going to be basically eliminating himself from the competi- competition. So he left American Idol because it was exposed that when he was 12 years old, so literally just like a few years ago for him, right? there was um, a video of him sitting next to someone that appeared to have on a KKK robe or hat or garment or something of that nature. And, you know, obviously that's not going to fly. So he decided it was time to, to leave the show. He issued an apology and he, he, he said he was young when he did it. Like, bro, you're 16 years old. You did this when you were 12. He said he didn't think about his actions. And then here's, here's where it gets worse. His mom is, is, on in an interview or something like that. And she says that he was referencing a movie called The Strangers Pray at Night. It had nothing to do with the KKK. And that her son does not have, quote, a racist bone in his body, that he loves everyone and has friends of all races. <laughs> That's the same comment again. I have a black friend. I'm oh not my racist. God. Like, come That's on. At this point, you know, just take accountability. Like right. you did it. That's what you believed right. at the time. You thought it was funny. You know, right. you were a dumb teenager. He wasn't even a teenager at that point, but you know, it, it was a stupid mistake. And whether you're racist or not, it happened. And now it's look, look where it's gotten you. Like it's affected right. your possible career. Cause he was doing well on the show apparently. So I was just about to ask you if he was any good. Well, you know, I don't, I didn't favor him. I, you know, he, some country artists I do, but he, yeah. I didn't, I didn't I like it. I don't like the country, the country music, no. but 
No, so you know, I'm getting so really sick and tired of these judges on there too, who like don't really tell the truth because I don't know why they do that. Like a singer will go on and they will sound awful. They sound like howling wolves. It's it's terrible. And then the judge will commend them for their performance. Like, right. What what are you doing? How is, how is that like creating a, you know, good critique for them? There's, that's not good feedback. And you got to remember back in the day, it started off, you know, Paula Abdul and Simon Cowell. Yes. And you know, Simon Cowell was like the whole show. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he just was brutally, brutally honest. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think that's why people watch the show. Yeah. To see how honest Simon Cowell was going to be. And now he's on AGT, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why American Idol felt like they had to kind of make it a cookie cutter, you know, sugar coated show now where they can't say, you know, anything bad about the contestants. And, you know, they don't even show when the show first started they had a lot of time dedicated to the bad singers and the fun you know people that were fun acting funny in their auditions now they cut a lot of that out they usually just do the singers that are good mm-hmm. they don't do a lot of bad singers anymore so I yeah. feel like the show must have gotten some sort of heat from Mm -hmm. those Simon Cowell years because now it's just completely just a different show it's just completely cookie cutter they don't they're not really judging they're just you know giving everybody a participation award yeah that's exactly (laughs) what they're doing remember the remember back in the day it was the Apollo that was like the best and they had that they had that guy come out I forgot his name remember and they'd like get get your ass off the stage get your ass off the stage yeah that's what the hell we need to have we need to have that guy come out. Yes, and be like, uh, we suck. Remember, because the audience was critiquing every performance. And then if you sucked, like yes. you knew it, they would boo your ass and then kick your ass off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. We need to bring it back. Yes. It's, just, it's just not, it's, they do. I mean, it's just not that interesting when everybody gets the same critique. Oh, you were great. Oh, you were wonderful. Keep it up. It's just not interesting. No. There's no not. competition to me. Exactly. Yes. I don't know. So, well, that's his story. Um, So a lot of people have been talking about old news that became new news. So Steve Harvey, I like to call him Uncle Steve because every time I, either that or mustache, because you know, you know, the obvious. So he did a 2010, (laughs) right? Yeah. I hate his mustache. I feel like it has a life of its own. Like every feature, but I also on feel him, like it's his signature. <laughs> it is. It is. Every feature on him, I feel like, is like dramatic. Like he has a dramatic big head. He he makes these dramatic facial expressions. The mustache, his teeth, like everything is big on this. Well, maybe not everything. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to go there. But, um, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's, that's Marjorie's man. That's not my man. So whatever oh, they do, oh, they oh. do. Um, so anyway, he did a, he did an interview for CNN in 2010. Um, and his comments on this interview resurfaced on TikTok. So here's what uncle Steve mustache had to say. All of my friends are men. I don't have female friends. I don't, I'm, I'm incapable of that. You're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because 
you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're most guys. Men think this way? Uh, 99.9% .9 of us think that way. Not slide in the crack. <laughs> not slide in the crack. Not slide party. in the crack. Oh, that was not a good choice of words. But um, we, this is not a new topic. No. It's, it's you know, it, it's obviously something that we've talked about a million times, but it's a good topic because people have a lot of different opinions on this. So mm -hmm. we talk about male and females being able to have platonic relationships, friendships, whatever. What is your take on it? So I actually agree with Steve Harvey. What? I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, water bottle at you. I'm sorry. And my husband takes the same stance as that I do on this. And he really does. He okay. So to be clear, you can't be friends with the other sex, platonic friends. You cannot be. I don't think so. Okay. Tell me why. I'm interested now. Tell me why. So I truly believe that you cannot be friends with the opposite sex if you are in a serious committed relationship whether it's marriage whether it's just boyfriend girlfriend whatever it is if it's serious if it's committed I don't think that you can be friends with the opposite sex and I and I I'm not talking about friendship where you check in once in a while and you're like, oh, how's life going? I'm talking about friendship where you get together, you go to lunch, you go to dinner, you go see a movie. I don't think that that's appropriate. I would feel uncomfortable if my husband came to me and was like, oh, you know, my friend, whoever, we're going to the movies tonight because we both like this movie and it came out and we're going to go see it. Mm -hmm. I would not feel comfortable. And he has voiced that to me that he does not believe that either. And the topic is very controversial because I am actually really close friends with somebody that we have been friends since the bus stop at kindergarten. Okay. And platonic, he, he platonic. Still, my husband still, well, no. So okay. Go. Okay. Steve okay. Harvey is right. We we dated a little bit like in grade school. Like it was like the little you know um, crush that you have mm -hmm. on somebody in a younger grade. So it wasn't like you know an adult relationship. But still, we were not able to go the whole time just being friends. Okay. So I think that you know I tend to agree with my husband in that it is very hard to be in a committed relationship and have a friend of the opposite sex. That's truly just your friend. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if that's possible. Now, let me just throw a little bit of a wrench in it. What if the person is gay? What and if we talk about that too? So, so is it, is it different? Nope. We talk about that too. My husband feels like even if the person is gay, it is still inappropriate. So he feels like even if I came to him and I, I was like, I'm going out to dinner with my, you know, gay male friend, he would still feel uncomfortable. It's mm -hmm. still someone of the opposite sex that you're spending close, intimate time with. That's not your partner. OK, so I I heard an interview um, that Charlemagne did on the break on the Breakfast Club and 
I liked the part of the interview because I, I connected with him. So what he was talking about in relation to this topic is that, you know, growing up, he had basically all female friends. He, he was taught not to hang around a lot of guys. It was a lot of trouble in that, you know, with that area. So he had a lot of female friends with me growing up. I had the opposite. I had a lot of male friends who were really just friends, like platonic friends. And I just got along with, with males better than I did females. It was just harder for me to keep females in my circle. And there was too much pettiness and cattiness and all that other stuff. So now, for example, my, my best friend is male and years ago, it was not platonic. It was not platonic years ago. And I'm talking years ago. But however, it is platonic now. We don't have any of that. We don't have a sexual relationship. You know, none of that is happening. Now, granted, I don't see him often. And it it more is just like, you know, checking in. And but I really appreciate and value the friendship that we do have. We have a great connection. Um, I still think that things can get muddy. I agree with you that, you know, things could definitely get um, like to a a point where it can be inappropriate. But I, but I also agree that there can be long friendships where you're, you're not crossing that line. So what Steve is saying is that the reason men are incapable of this is because men are going to be men, basically that they're attracted, that they become attracted to this other woman and then when something happens in the relationship that they're just going to slide on in, that they're, you know, they're waiting for that romantic connection, which is why they remain friends with the woman. I just, maybe some men do do that. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with that. There are a lot of men that I think do wait for the, the fall of the relationship so that they can have sex with the woman. Um, but I right. do think that there also are a lot of men who are sincere, like, you know, like Charlemagne was talking about who don't, who, you know, really consider, um, you know, friends like their sisters. They've, they've grown up with these people. They've never seen them in that way. They never wanted to, you know, have anything more than just the platonic relationship. And they just remain that way. So I kind of, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. But I also see that the other side can happen too. So I'm just trying not to blanket everything. And see, I see, I don't agree. I feel like at some point in time, uh-huh. that man has thought about it, whether it was just a brief thing going through their head or, okay. I mean, even if you just, you know, meet up at any point in time, say you're wearing a dress or you're, you know, I'm not even going to blame it on something you're wearing, but just mm-hmm. in general, if you if you guys are friends, that means that there's something about each other that you like your energy, your spirit. And if you're friends and you're the opposite sex, you can't help, but you can't help, but have a certain feeling about it. That's more than just a friend of the same sex. If that makes sense. What if you've never, let's say that's the case, but you've never acted on it. Right. Is it, is it, okay, is it okay there? Is it, is it okay to, to look at it? That's from- the problem. And that's what Steve Harvey's talking about. He's like, no, that's not okay. Because you never know when there'll be a moment in time where there's an opportunity and somebody acts on it. So okay. 
you know, and, and, and it's hard for me because again, like, like how you said your best friend is male. One of my closest best friends is male mm-hmm. as well. And the way we kind of have been navigating it is that we are trying to do things together where we're including our spouses. So okay. like we're, so like, we're going to go on a birthday trip and it's going to be everybody like at like our friend group and our spouses. So it's okay. not just, there's no, I don't see a situation personally where I would be spending like one-on-one time with him mm-hmm. without my husband present. I feel like it'll just always be like a, a, a thing where we're kind of more of like a friend group now than it is okay. like more like one-on-one. Okay. And that makes sense. Cause I can, I definitely can understand your point about like, you know, you wouldn't want your husband to be going out, you know, on a regular basis with this yeah. person. I, I can understand it that way. So what, what you're doing is actually working for you. I, I completely get that. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely couldn't see, you know, my husband doing that, you know, I, I would not feel comfortable with that. I think a re- like, I think an occasional check-in is completely fine. You know, something like oh, yeah. that, or like a social media yeah. passing or something like that is completely fine. But from your, from what you're talking about, um, I can see that I, I can definitely agree with that. I just, I, I just don't want to wholeheartedly embrace the essence of what Steve is saying that men are incapable of, of having a platonic relationship and all of them are just lying in wait, ready for, you know, ready to pounce. I just, I I don't know. For me, it's, it's hard for me to, um, to just really take that and run with it. I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) I think deep down men do have some of those thoughts, but I also think there are some men out there that truly just, you know, value the friendship and really look at you like, oh, that's my sis. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's just my opinion. But so. they're still thinking about the booty. <laughs> Stupid. Still watching you in that sundress. Yeah, they're still looking at you in that sundress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the, oh, I forgot to tell you, I got the TikTok leggings. You know, the you ones did? that shape your ass? Yes. Really good Is investment. Really Ooh. good investment. I would highly okay. recommend them. They're very comfortable. You can wear them anywhere and that ass is going to look plump. I'm going to just say that. Okay. Where, where can I get them from? Um, Amazon. Let me put you on Amazon. Um, okay. That's where I got mine from. You can get it from Walmart too. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to invest. Get you a pair. <laughs> I'm investing. <laughs> Don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to move from friendships and booty to... <laughs> Nipsey hustle, but oh, and you know I love Nipsey. You love yeah, Nipsey. That's not a good segue. <laughs> it's not, but yet we're gonna do it because we have to talk about what's going on with Nipsey Hustle's case. And I've been following it for some time now because you know, Nipsey is someone you just really want to see get justice. You know what I'm saying? He's he was yeah. a good man, he's very intelligent. You know, he had a lot of forward thinking, you mm-hmm. know ideals so it's really sad that someone like that you know could be taken away so quickly and you want to see him get justice but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon his alleged killer eric holden gets another lawyer this is his third lawyer and he has been able to delay the trial again until the end of the year at the very earliest 
because now he's refusing to leave his cell for any for anything to see his lawyer to do any of his court hearings he's refusing to leave his cell so when he does that you know it has to go up the chain of command and then they end up you know delaying everything oh this is crazy so does so, he have a reason i don't know for doing what's this? going on with this guy is there any kind of no reason? i think like- I think he's just trying to delay the case. And I don't know what's going on with his lawyers because he keeps on getting different lawyers. So I don't know if he just feels like he's not ready to stand trial, but he has been able to postpone quite a while now because he actually, because partly because of the pandemic, but partly because of him and how he's been, you know, mm-hmm. handling everything. So it's what really a, sad to hear. What a coward. You know, such a coward, such a coward. You can walk up to somebody and shoot them dead, but you, you know, you can't, you can't stand, you know, stand up on trial and, and take the, take the punishment. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it seems like it's been years. I mean, Nipsey was killed in what, 2019 towards the beginning of 2019. We're now into 2021 and it hasn't even, the trial hasn't even. Yeah. And it says, it says a lot about him. What happens with that? It says yeah. a lot about him, like with changing the attorneys too. you know, changing the attorneys yeah, so very frequently. Strange. Yeah. Very, very yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Very I hope, strange. I hope yeah. there is justice. Like whenever the trial does yeah. happen. And yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope so too. So we'll have to keep following that one. Cause that, that one's going to be something that unfolds over, you know, some time now. So Mm-hmm. But I've got more, more legal trouble, unfortunately, to talk about um, Lamar Odom, <laughs> poor victim of the Kardashians. He's still trying to put his life better, <laughs> but uh, he is facing a very serious lawsuit from his ex, Liza Morales. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. that correctly, yeah, Liza. but she's saying that she's facing eviction. Yeah, she's facing eviction due to his lack of paying child support. And, you know, I I feel very controversial about that because I feel like, yes, as a man, if you're walking away from your children and their everyday life, you are financially responsible. So, so he should be paying his child support. But at the same time, I'm like, really? Like, you got to be able to to go ahead and move forward and live your life and not rely on that money. Like, why is she getting evicted because she's not getting that money? Agreed, agreed, agreed. Totally right. agree. Like, do something right. with your life. Get a job. Like, I don't know what she's doing. Yes. She was on Basketball Wives this last season, and she was talking about this and how he's not doing for the kids and this, 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 and that. And I knew something was going to come of it then. And I, the, the, I had the same thought then, like, what are you, what is your day job? What, what, what are you doing to support yourself and be independent? Like, it's all good that you get the child support, but as we all know, child support can be very inconsistent. You cannot rely just on that as your sole income. Right. You cannot, you cannot do that. And you have to be able to. If, if you guys have decided to break up and he's going one way and you're going the other way, you have to be able to support yourself and move on. And you should not be relying on child support to, you know, keep you afloat. 
So, you know, I really, I actually really don't feel bad for her because I'm like, you need to get your life together and take care of your kids. And anything he's giving you is on top of that. But Mm -hmm. you have to have the foundation. If they're living with you, then you have to have that foundation and you have to be able to take care of them, whether you're getting that money or not. So absolutely, it's just very interesting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole, but, mess. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Somebody who is not some, I have somebody who is not worried about child support and that is <laughs> Bill Gates X. I don't think she has to worry about being evicted. Right. Yep. I don't think Melinda's too worried about being evicted, but you know, they are getting a divorce. And finally, I had to know why. I was like, why are they getting a divorce? And I was like, oh my God, why would you divorce Bill Gates? Anyway, I mean, he was having an affair, shocker there, with a Microsoft (laughs) employee. (laughs) Another (laughs) shocker. (laughs) so that is why they're getting divorced there's no you know government conspiracy or I just thought it was going to be something big and dramatic and has to do with their investments and money and no it's he's just a typical man and it was an affair and that's why they're getting divorced I'm gonna have to forgive that boring Bill Gates I'm gonna have to forgive that affair with his old ass so boring though (laughs) right I'm sorry. So So yesterday. Listen, that's he's gonna have to get a pass from me. Like, whatever. You want to sleep with the Microsoft worker? That's completely fine. Let's keep living our life. Let's (laughs) right. Look, Melinda's probably better off. She's gonna get a big, she's gonna get a big chunk of change, go buy herself an island, build herself a house on that island. Right. She's gonna get her groove back real fast. Right. How Melinda got her groove back. How Melinda got her groove back is coming soon. (laughs) We need to send her a um, what was his name? Um, what's the guy's name with the bald head? You know who I'm talking about. Diggs in her life. Yes, yes, that's mm-hmm. exactly what she needs. Because we're gonna send her a, a beautiful Jamaican man to to sweep her off her feet, and she'll yes. be forgetting about Bill Gates soon enough. So, yes. <laughs> well, I listen. I have I have to talk about something that I find extremely hilarious. But before <laughs> I do that, let me play you one of his most famous songs. Was the song girl yes yes i'm partial to that song because that was the song that my now husband sang to me before he got down on one knee so Aww. i love that song <laughs> i will forever listen to that song so well you know i'm sorry but because this might be tainted now i <laughs> what i'm getting ready to what i'm getting ready to tell you may make this not the best song so tyrese um <laughs> he was he was dating this woman Samantha Lee and not dating he was married to her and um they split in December of 2020 um I don't think the divorce is final so 
a couple months ago, he started dating this 25-year-old. He's 42. Anyway, the 25-year-old's name is Zelly Timothy. So this is his girlfriend. And she posted a video on Instagram where she's in the bathtub, spread eagle, naked, obviously. And Tyrese is like at the bottom of the tub by her feet and he's shaving her entire vagina. And she's recording this. She's like, the whole world gets to see this from obviously her point of view, like looking down. And he's just, he's just sitting there, you know, slowly shaving it, going through explaining his method of putting on the creamer and then rubbing it in and, and mixing it with some oils and his tongue is sticking out and they're, you know, all flirty. I, I, I didn't know how to take it. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know if it was like, okay, are we watching, like, is this foreplay that they're publicly displaying? I didn't, I felt like I was questioning myself. I'm like, is this, this isn't supposed to be like a private moment? Like what exactly is happening right here? And is it okay for your man to be doing that? Do you, I mean, would you be okay if your husband shaved your coochie? I'm just going to ask you, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, that. look, I love it. I feel like that is something I would definitely ask my husband to do. And and he has actually offered to do that before for me when I was pregnant. I could so he's the best about that kind of thing. He offered to do that for me when I was pregnant. He he was so sweet. He would lotion my feet. He's painted my toenails. Aww. He asked if I wanted him to save me. So I think it's great. I love to see men doing stuff like that for their lady. I don't know if it should have been a public moment, but <laughs> That's, as far as the actual action itself, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm totally for, I don't know about putting it on social media though. That's where I feel. What like about you? Left. Would you, would just, you have your hobby do it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. If he was willing to yeah. do it, I don't, I mean, I don't even have to be pregnant. I would just like, go oh, hey, baby, <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. exactly. Like, I mean, he would probably be too scared exactly. to do it. He'd probably, he'd, he'd be too scared to like I mean, hurt me or something like that. But you got to go yeah. slow. You just, you know, we all need it. I mean, if he asked me to do something right. for him, I would do it. But, right. you know, exactly. I don't know. I, that's just, you know, that certain people will do that kind of thing. And, you know, others are, you know, weird about it. But would you, would you also consider it foreplay or would it just be like an act of service? I think it would deepen our connection. I don't know if I would consider it foreplay, but it depends mm-hmm. on what else he's doing while he's down there. But correct, you know, if it's just correct. Saving, I don't know how sexy that is. But it, yeah, I see what you mean. Like it can be like a sensual experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, it's got to bring you closer, right? I For mean, real. they're up close and personal down there. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's easy access. That's what I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Tyrese has a little, he's, he's, he's weird in his own ways, but I feel like, you know, if that's what he wants to do with his 25 year old girlfriend, then more power to them. More power to him. So we don't have a messy (laughs) minute this week, sad to say. 
Um, but if you guys have messy minute stories that you want to share with us, they don't have to be long. They are anonymous. Just tell us what's going on in your life, what the tea is, what the mess is, what the drama is. And we are going to try our best to give you advice on how to fix it. So if you want to send us that, you can go to our Facebook page at Messy AF Podcast or email us at MessyAFPodcast at Yahoo.com. We are always looking for those so that we can share that. Um, on one of our episodes. So other than that, I think I'm going to go. Um, I don't know. I might, I might play a little around with like the Tyrese thing tonight. I may just have to do it. I just, I feel like it's something that I need to do. I got sugared, you know, I'm back. I know. Why the hell not? Just let's just do it. <laughs> My husband might be a little afraid down there. I might have to prepare him. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you have to tell me how that goes. I will. I will. I'll keep you guys posted. Keep me posted. (laughs) I will not, however, post a video of it. I don't need to see the video. Don't look out for that. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But anyway, we will be back with you guys very, very, very soon. Please continue to listen. Please continue to subscribe. Go and like our page, share it, do all of that great stuff. And we will catch you guys next time. We are out of here. Talk to you later, girlfriend. Bye. Bye.